She's a successful State Department negotiator, dealing with the United Nations, no less. She's a lifelong athlete, excelling in several sports, including rock climbing, and she conducts her life from a wheelchair. Sophia Koretsch just received national recognition for work on behalf of people with disabilities, and she joins me now. Ms. Koretsch, good to have you with us. Great to be here. Let's begin with what you actually do at the UN. You have succeeded in getting elements of the United Nations to increase accommodations? Thank you. Yes. So I'm uh, one of our human rights advisors uh, here at the U.S. Mission to the U.N. negotiating wide range of issues related to human rights, including the rights of persons with disabilities. Um, And so one of the projects we do is the U.S. Mission co-chairs steering committee on improving accessibility at the U.N., uh, where we made some very drastic and landmark changes in the last few years, including ensuring that persons with disabilities, whether they're coming uh, for one week, one day, or, or are based here in New York, can sit in an accessible manner in all UN meetings. Um, it sounds like a very obvious point, but unfortunately the UN took 75 years uh, to get it done. And then uh, most recently we were just able to push uh, and get them to uh, work on installing a lift to the famous podium at the General Assembly where you see all of the, the heads of state speaking, which was not accessible to wheelchair users, including heads of state that use wheelchairs. And so now, as of this fall, they'll be able to speak just like everybody else uh, behind that iconic background. So you do your daily work in the well-known UN Tower right there in New York City, correct? Yes, uh, there in, in the General Assembly Hall, the Security Council, uh, the Economic Social Council, I'm really bouncing around between all of the iconic rooms. Wow. And that's an old building. So when that was constructed, these considerations weren't really part of the architecture, were they? No, they were not. And and also given the UN's kind of unique status as an independent, the Americans with Disabilities Act doesn't necessarily apply there. So that's further added to the difficulties in uh, ensuring accessibility. And over the years, would just say that the people there that are responsible for the physical facilities and so forth have become more responsive to this need just as the city around them, the state around them, the nation around them has become so much more sensitive to that. Yes, I I would say there's still a long way to go, but a lot of progress has been made, including in the last five years I've been here. Um, I think, as as I've learned in life, you know, having more delegates and a couple of ambassadors with disabilities has really opened up eyes. And um, at all levels of the UN, I think there's a lot of, I mentioned a couple of the achievements, but there's been many more day to day. And I've seen the changes in attitudes, which I think is the most difficult element of accessibility and inclusion to change. Um, And that's really continuing to change every day, even conference to conference, meeting to meeting. Sure. And tell us a little bit about yourself. You have been in a wheelchair your whole life, or was it an accident caused? And tell us a little bit about what your journey has been here to this point. Sure. Um, So I I was born in in, uh, Belgrade, Serbia, Yugoslavia at the time, so very different world. I was born with a a physical disability, so I've used either a walker or crutches or a wheelchair my whole life. Um, And thanks to a supportive family, we were able to immigrate uh, to the United States where I was able to pursue both my my professional and, you know, personal passions. I started doing wheelchair sports as soon as we moved to the U.S., which really uh, changed my life because for the first time ever, I was able to see more people like myself. And then that also, I think, empowered me and pushed me to want to pursue a career in human rights and international affairs. I would say, too, you know, being kind of Uh, from two countries. I've definitely seen different kinds of challenges, but I think I keep mentioning attitude and I think that has been um, something that has shifted on a global level. You know, here, 
Uh, we have the Americans with Disabilities Act. We're a leader in, in so many ways, but I think we also have come a long way in the day to day, even remembering my first day of school in the United States um, and all the challenges I faced there compared to, you know, when I finished my master's degree uh, more than 20 years later. And the changes are really every day. And I, I think it's all about nothing about us without us, which is kind of the international model for persons with disabilities. I think it's it's all about shifting attitudes, you know, one one person at a time. We're speaking with Sophia Koretch. She's a civil service foreign policy advisor at the U.S. Mission to the United Nations. She's also an advocate for people with disabilities. And by the way, we should mention you were named a Careers in the Disabled Magazine 2023 Employee of the Year for Professional Accomplishments. And you work this beat, so to speak, accessibility, helping people realize their potential that have a disability in your private life also. I do. Um, I continue. I've, I've grown up doing a, a lot of wheelchair sports across the board. Um, and then once I started working, I was also uh, became a coach as well. I, I coach disabled children in rock climbing. Um, I've also been an assistant coach with my basketball team. Uh, and also I do a lot of mentoring on the side as well. When I was based in, in D.C., uh, there's a whole fellowship around incoming undergrad and graduate students with disabilities who have an interest in working for the government or on the Hill. And so I mentored uh, several students throughout that process as well. And and I'm part of uh, various informal groups as well, mentoring uh, both outgoing college students and master's students, not just in, in my career path, but in general, talking about how to bring mainstream disability into their work. And I always say having a disability, we always bring that perspective, but it's really great to see persons with disabilities excelling in other career paths outside of doing disability specific work, whether they're musicians or actors or athletes or engineers or scientists. And I've had an opportunity to meet many young people uh, and mentor them and really encourage them to pursue the career and passion that they want, you know, and bring the disability perspective to everything that they do professionally and personally. And your work at the State Department is more than simply advising on rights for people with disabilities, but the general panoply of human rights, correct? Correct. I'm our um, most senior human rights negotiator here. Um, I also cover global health issues. So I was quite involved in all of the work on COVID-19 and all the various resolutions, as well as all the work we've done at the General Assembly on Ukraine, uh, just to na- give a couple of examples, but really looking at across all human rights issues. Yeah, that can be frustrating, I imagine, in the UN context, because some of the nations that end up on the Human Rights Council and these different organizations, you wonder, well, what the heck are you doing there? given what goes on in your own nation? How do you keep it in check? I think just continuing to, to push forward and maintaining a, a sense of optimism. I think it's, you know, having a career in human rights. It's what you need. And, and on top of that, I think having, you know, being born with a disability has uh, enshrined that sense of optimism and, and seeing the good in, in all opportunities has really pushed me forward. And I, I think in talking to other friends and colleagues in this field. Uh, it's really what, what keeps us going and, and thinking back to, you know, how much the world has changed in my lifetime so far and uh, how much more, you know, with negative also comes positive. And, and so, you know, just maintaining that that sense of optimism and, and continuing uh, to push and, and push, you know, sometimes in the UN, especially we, we sit for hours and weeks negotiating over commas, which can seem frustrating to the average person and even to those of us um, doing it here as well. But then you you get to see slow but steady progress over the years. Um, and then you do get to see 
really exciting, you know, opportunities such as, you know, getting the, the 141 votes on, on the first General Assembly resolution on Ukraine um, after Russia's invasion, you know, and, and that's kind of a, an immediate success. But but then also the small successes matter just as much. Yeah, getting that comma that you want in there or maybe taking that comma out that you didn't want there. What else should people know? I mean, the ADA has been around for a long time, and I think federal facilities have pretty much gotten around to accommodating those with disabilities. But what in this year of 2023 should people know about people with disabilities that they may not know? I think, um, you know, like all things, um, being being nimble and adapting legislation in a very practical way. I, I think, you know, the ADA uh, still remains probably the most comprehensive piece of legislation uh, we have worldwide for persons with disabilities. But I think it's the attitudinal shifts that you cannot put on paper. And I think, you know, even at a time when the ADA was written, it was really fighting for the the very basic rights and, and access for persons with disabilities, whether that's employment, education. And now, you know, those of us uh, that benefit from the ADA and, and future generations that continue to do so, I think it's the, you know, knowing that persons with disabilities are everywhere and they can be, you know, in any career path, they can do anything that they want. And, you know, ensuring that that's, that's done in a very nimble way. You know, New York City, for example, has so many challenges, despite having the ADA, just given some of the grandfathered nature and the historical nature of a lot of the the buildings. It's no secret, the subway system is quite challenging uh, when it comes to being a wheelchair user, or frankly, for everybody to some degree. I would say everyone, Um, yes. (laughs) I think that's true inclusion. Everybody's equally frustrated by the subway. But again, you know, just making sure uh, to think about persons with disabilities as your, your friend, your colleague, your neighbor, uh, that they can really do do anything. And I think you cannot really capture that on paper. And so I say, you know, legislation is there as, as a starting point and as a point of, you know, accountability, but it's really um, the attitudinal changes that, that bring it to life over the years and over the decades. Sophia Korech is a civil service foreign policy advisor at the UN Mission to the United Nations and an advocate for people with disabilities. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And we'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.